Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Midwitch Live. This is our second episode. My name is Chris Neno. I'm with Starin, and today is a wonderful day because I get to go shopping with our esteemed panel, and most importantly, my co-host and the hostess with the mostest, the person who who drives the smart side of this conversation, Jenny Hicks. How are you, ma'am? I'm not too bad, Chris. I'm not too bad. So uh, for those that don't know, I moved house last week. Um, so I'm in a new setting. There's a few things that we intend to change. So please don't point out to me uh, our dated dado rail and similar behind, but we're, we're working on the design of the office now. My audio uh, may not be as on point today, and that's certainly nothing to do with my uh, lovely providers, Polly and El Gato, um, but I have very quickly tried to treat um, my walls with some acoustic foam. I've got three dog beds and a very large rug to deal with uh, some of the <laughs> echoes that we've got here. But I'm very excited to be here and to be doing it from um, the new office, which will be my new home for Midrich Live. So we are streaming live across LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel and you can listen again afterwards via Midwich Sound. So please, please, please join our conversation via the chat platform of whichever uh, streaming platform you are watching us on today. And stay tuned for your chance to win uh, another prize as, as we did in the last one. So more about that later. Yeah, we, we actually have a winner from our previous uh, from the previous contest, and we're pretty excited. I'm, I'm uber, uber, uber excited to find out how you're going to geek out your office. I, too, have some Elgato products here in-house, which is helping me control my command center. And, and it won't be your home office, Jenny. I'm just going to pre-warn you. It will turn into your command center. I know. Uh, you're, you're, you're going to have multiple monitors. You're going to have multiple camera setups, multiple microphones, backup microphones in case something goes wrong. Because in AV, we don't do anything easy. We don't do anything simple. We overdo it and have backups and, and backups to the backups and stuff like that. So sit back, everybody. Relax. Enjoy. We are going to go shopping today. Today's topic is uh, retail. So we're excited to have a special guest with us today. Uh, but before we go into that, before we go shopping, let's take you on a journey to something brand new that we have. Jenny, would you like to provide us with some cool details of what we are about to show? Oh, are we talking about uh, the secret new experience center? No, yeah, yeah, all right, uh, I'll let the cat out of the bag. It was kind of early, I got excited, I thought we were gonna go kind of show people since we were going shopping, we're gonna wait for that later. Right now, Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about shopping. What has your shopping experience been through this pandemic? Wow. So obviously that that's, it's it's a really relevant topic for us in the UK at the moment, Chris, because it was only two weeks ago, uh, or less less than two weeks ago, in fact, that our stores and retail out outlets were allowed to open their doors again, albeit subject to uh, some stringent restrictions in line with social distancing um, and health concerns. So yeah, um, I've been out uh, for market research, shall we say, and I've observed a, a few things once again, and this is the third time that the UK has uh, come out of a national lockdown. I. I'm shocked still to find that the digital signage that these guys have invested in remains showing purely advertising content, fashion, food, whatever it is. And we haven't 
built any of this necessary information and signage into that. Instead, everywhere we have pieces of paper um, with barcodes for you to scan so that you can sign in and check in as, as to where you are. We've got pieces of paper uh, telling us which way to go. It's some people have splashed out on some floor stickers. And the only conclusion that I can draw from this is that so many of these retailers are not managing their own content and signage in-house. And that's why we haven't been able to repurpose this awesome AV that's eye-catching that will draw people's attention and help guide them through and turn it into safety and well-being tech like we should have been able to uh, for this pandemic. What What's your experience in the US? Well, for us, uh, food shopping is one way. I mean, queuing is something that uh, we kind of got uh, real, you know, down to that, um, you know, we figured out how to queue on the food shopping stuff fairly easy, so many people in the store, but you still see opportunity for uh, employers to go out and hire a young uh, person out of college to stand outside and go next five people, next four people. That is about as digital as it started. But as of today, uh, a lot of the restrictions are kind of eased as far as how you can get into the store. They do manage how many people are still in the store. Um, if necessary, they'll they'll pull back some people, especially during the holidays. If mm. there was some sort of uh, holiday season going, then they'll most likely have somebody there kind of keeping people from rushing into the stores to go buy whatever they need, especially if there's snow coming, then it's bread, milk, and it's off the shelves because that's what we do here. We make omelets and French toast uh, to survive hurricanes. Uh, so that's what we're doing. Um, but as far as the stores itself, we go into the retail shopping centers. Um, it's um, it, it, it's it depends. I would have expected some of the technology shops. Uh, there's one in particular that is named after a piece of fruit that has a very weird like setup where you have security guards outside and they're only allowing people that have like appointments to go through. Very interesting kind of setup. Every other store though, just you're allowed to go right inside with no with no issue. You guys, are, I think, are, are a little further ahead than us, but we we've definitely had um, that experience of the <laughs> the human failure, shall we say, where mm -hmm. you know they're they're stood at the front of the door. Their job is to explain to us, make us feel comfortable to enter the store, make us feel safe to enter the store, um, and you know restrict that access and and keep to whatever their capacity limits are. Um, human beings get distracted, right? Digital signage does not. Um, and I'm just really shocked that for, for the UK and, 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 and in many parts of, of continental Europe as well, we've, we've had this opportunity three times over now to get this right. And we still haven't invested in some of the awesome technology that's been brought out predominantly from our digital signage vendors. So that's queue management control, repurposing your, your shop front window signage to give people an idea and so on. And the only conclusion that I can draw from this is that obviously we respect the, the retail industry has been hit really hard by, by this pandemic. And, and absolutely that's, that's going to naturally have a knock on effect to their budgets and, and their level of investment in, in technology. But I wonder if they assume that all of these solutions are, um, you know, really short-term uh, return on investment, you know, short-term short solutions. And the more you think about it, all of this tech was here before. 
So we've wanted to capture viewer type, viewer time, um, engagement level of one type of content versus another type of content. Um, we were already on this journey moving away from touchscreen as the only way to interact with signage and into gesture and sensor and so on. Um, all of these pandemic related solutions, the reason that they came out from the signage providers so fast is because they were already there. They just needed a, a rebrand and a, a, you know some remarketing. Um, and, and I really hope that somehow we can, you know, as a channel now start to get this message through to the retailers that actually, this might not be the end. We might be doing this for some time, going in and out of restrictions or, you know, maintaining some restrictions. And if they invest in this technology, it will still serve a purpose for them when, fingers crossed, COVID is, is long behind us. Um, have you seen many queuing systems in, in the States, Chris? My my big revelation, and I uh, and I know when we bring in our guest, I, I, I'm hoping he comes uh, in full garb, QR code suit. But the QR <laughs> code finally, after years, has finally been kind of socially acceptable uh, in the in the in the world here on, in the U.S. For example, we've had QR codes for years. You've gone to trade shows. There's QR codes on products, right? That's that's our that's what we know so the audience that's here would probably recognize qr codes mainly if you go to an infocom you go to an isc you want product information you don't want a pdf handed to you you zap the picture and it comes on all of our cell phones are kind of ready for that they've been ready for that for years right your, your photo you don't need an app essentially to take a snap a picture of qr codes anymore so watching that has been the biggest kind of like oh wow moment because when you go into a restaurant they're avoiding the paper uh, the, the paper menus. menus yeah, yeah. 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 So the fancy restaurants are still going to want to push up the fancy menus and stuff like mm -hmm. that. But outside of that, um, you know, watching little moms and pop shops with QR codes uh, and using that for, for, for their, um, for their ordering systems, uh, watching how companies are being forced and kind of, you know, by hook or by crook being for forced into the digital transformation. If you weren't in it, you're now in it. Little bagel shops are now, you know, online ordering. Obviously yeah. there is the, the queuing systems. It's ironic. You're talking about queuing systems. The first thing that people are going to think about is standing outside a store, but queuing systems also apply to drive-thrus and mm. how people have completely changed how drive-thrus are operated right now, because it's funny. A year ago, a drive-thru system for a fast food uh, place was good or good enough. And there's people that are going to be watching that are going to absolutely light the internet on fire. That good enough just came out of my mouth. But yes, good enough drive-thrus have happened. But you have companies now that have gone and perfected better ways to get you more efficiently through a drive-thru, ordering the process, picking up the food. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, you also have the queuing and kind of the setup uh, in many places for the you know, for the external pickup and delivery stuff, the grub hubs yeah. and, the, and the pickup foods and the, you know, uh, pickup and order type stuff. You've seen a lot more of that even in the retail space. Stores, clothing stores, bar, you kind of order your clothes and-, and exactly. Yeah, and then you go pick it up in the store. So I'm excited to bring on Paul Karabas. Is it time to bring in Paul? Ah, uh, so yes, I think we are getting close to bringing in Paul Cosby Smith, and what a great time for it to come up because we mentioned those QR codes and so on, and, and Brightsign actually have a um, they they've really led um, innovation through this pandemic with Bright Menu and Bright Link and some of their moving that interactivity into digital and onto the the personal device. So the great choice of brand for us to use for today's guest. 
but also um, just to, I've known Paul for a very long time, which is hard to believe, obviously. Um, but uh, I actually met Paul uh, for the first time when I was working for Midwich as a bright sign specialist. He came in as a potential end user, shall we say, uh, for a bright sign demo. And that's because he was working for a company that designed uh, shop floor layouts in ways that would guide you uh, to ensure that you saw the attachment sell products after you'd viewed a certain type of product and, and uh, maneuver people around the store in a certain way. And that for me felt like just such incredible insight to have when we were talking about retail. So yes, let's bring on Paul Corsby-Smith from Brightsign. Hopefully he's there and we don't have the same situation as last right. time. Yay! Hey, good morning, good evening, good night, wherever you are in the world. Hey, Our first live guest. This is awesome. <laughs> Thank you for having internet. There, there was no internet issues. Welcome to the show, Paul. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah, Jen, don't give away how long we know each other because uh, clearly we don't want people to know how old we are. Exactly. 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 Um, but, but yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, where I came from back in the day was was all to do with the store and the design layout and, you know, forcing people to go down different routes. And retail has changed so much in this period of time. Uh, I mean, if we were to go back to my old job then as to where would we put the cashier, where would we put the kids clothes? Now we're just following arrows around the store and you have to do this. So I can imagine in their world, it's extremely complex right now. So I'm kind of glad I'm doing what I'm doing now. I'm excited to have Paul on for one simple fact. There's a show here in the U.S. like that, that, that's on one of those Discovery channels. That's like how it's made. And I absolutely love the science behind the retail side of it. And if you are that person, we can have offline conversations till the sun, uh, till, till, till the cows come home. Because I'm interested in knowing why, you know, why certain products are on certain, you know, on certain aisles and why at a certain height and why at the end cap. That is so cool because I get suckered into buying a ShamWow every time I walk around the corner. I don't need one, but I got one. I may have four. Who knows? But there is. So just to just to get it kind of like out of the way, there is a science to how things are displayed oh, in stores. There has been millions and millions of, of pounds spent on this science. And it doesn't it's not just one store. Every brand has a different way of how it wants to work, which is why these agencies exist. Because, you know, if you're a top fashion store, you want people to go in a certain way to pick up certain objects. If you're a food outlet, you always know that the cashier is always near the checkout. So you can get out, get to your car quickly. In other ones, they want to go to the back of the store. There's huge science behind every single brand. So, uh, yeah, email me and I'll, I'll fill you in on some, uh, some tips. I just want to. I just don't want to keep buying these gadgets that I don't need, Paul. Please tell me to avoid the end caps at some at some point. Well, <laughs> you know, as someone that works with all these brands, I want you to buy their stuff. Otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> there's only so many blenders a person needs. Uh, I'm, I'm serious. I'm, I'm done. And speaking of brands, uh, our competition later in the show has something to do with a particular brand. So I'll throw a quick question out to our audience now because we've been having this debate. Uh, whilst we were having our sort of rehearsals and sound checks for this show today, is it Nike or is it Nike? So please comment which uh, which you use. I'm guessing we'll just spell Nike, N-I-K-E, and Nike, you can put an extra E on the end so we can get a feel for, for how many people. And we'll uh, explain how you can uh, get into that competition later on in the show. But, Paul, I would love to know from you... Um, 
what you guys have done that, that for me has been really exciting and you'll notice that the um, title of this show starts no touching and I'd really love to hear how BrightSign responded to that nervousness from uh, shop visitors and so on and people coming to public spaces around touching communal touch points and touch screens yeah. tell me how you uh, how you navigated that so I mean it, it was a huge bombshell for all of us when this this happened um, for the past let's say a decade, we've been teaching people how to interact by using touch, whether that be in a store, you know, on your phones, we've been really pushing this out. So it was a real bombshell, as you said, and you mentioned a lot of things during the, the pre-interview. Um, but what we've seen is that during a crisis situation, things accelerate. Um, and they accelerate at such a speed that people catch up very, very quickly. And you mentioned QR codes. I mean, I've been selling QR codes or the application behind QR codes for as long as I can remember, the same as NFC chips. You know, these things come and go, these technologies. But literally overnight, QR code became our best friend um, because they're simple. The best thing in, well, one of the questions people always come to me is, what's the best, best technology you've ever seen? You know, what would you put out there? And it's like, it's not about the best. It's about simplicity. And it's about how can I get everybody to use it so they all understand it? With digital signage, you have about three seconds to gain their attention when it's digital signage. If it's an actual touch application, you've got about 30 seconds for them to learn it, understand it, or you've lost them. So there's no point in overcomplicating it, but a QR code, we've all seen it around for years and years, but didn't really know what it did. And now all of a sudden, you certainly in the UK, you have to check in in every restaurant because it's the NHS track and trace. So we got used to it very quick. But what BrightSign did, and this literally was the moment we landed in, in ISE, was everyone was kind of taken back and going, right, okay, this is real. What are we going to do? Because we had, I don't know, a dozen touchscreens on our booth. What was we going to do uh, to get people in? And then, you know, Jeff Hastings, our CEO, I mean, he is just a brilliant, brilliant man. And almost overnight, he came up with Bright Menu, Bright Link. We already had Bright Voice. But Bright Menu was the one that just kind of took off. Um, and it was a very, very simple way of getting a digital menu onto your phone by scanning a QR code. And you could already be inside an establishment, you scan it on the table, and it just opens up. So within literally three or four seconds, you're already into the application. Nobody's thinking about it. Um, I don't know whether everyone was following the press, but in certain um, areas in the globe, uh, printed menus were outlawed you couldn't use them anywhere so they had to have a means and some people were just doing a small menu board outside and saying this is our limited menu and some were going okay we'll do the qr code so we enable that so you can put all of that information on one of our bright sign players and because we have a wi-fi module on there it acts as the internet so you're not actually using the internet you're using everything local so any small business to a large business can adopt this for just a few a few bucks a few pounds. I shouldn't say bucks. What am I saying? Chris, it's your influence here. I, 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 I got you, man. I understand what you said when you said bucks. <laughs> it's a global <laughs> show. It's a global show. We're, 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 you know, the, the Nike and Nike uh, debate, I think, is is possibly a US versus UK thing. Um, but I have to say, it's a firm Nike at the moment but yeah. there yeah there's a few nikes coming in i personally say nike so i don't think it's a specific I'm a nike person as well so i'm sorry for everybody who's out there just using one e at the end of it i apologize uh you may be wrong for this one i'm typically not a hardliner when it comes to certain things 
but uh, I, I've been told numerous times that it is Nike, and even by the, the shoe collectors. And there's a handful of us in the AV uh, world that actually like the Nike uh, sneakers. Uh, I, I'm prone to a different brand, but that's okay. We're all we're, we're all human. We can all have different tastes and styles. So. Paul, tell us something that I want to know, because here we go now off talking about sneakers, and we've talked about restaurants and menus. I need to ask the question that sounds on everybody's mind. What is the coolest project that you've ever worked on that you were like, wow, you know, if this was my last project ever in this business, this is the one that I'm going to put my name to. So, I mean, that's a real tough question when you've done some of the projects that I've done. And honestly, I, I could bore people to death in bars talking about my digital signage experience. Um, and <laughs> in previous interviews, I have claimed to have invented the, uh, the video wall. I did some really nice stuff in, uh, in London during my days, Christmas time, doing the, you know, the really fancy stores. Uh, but actually bringing something which was a little bit more recent was probably um, Edinburgh Airport. Um, and the reason why I say that is there was there was lots of elements to it. And I actually started the project with my previous company, Datapath. Um, and due to COVID, it's kind of gone on a bit of a lengthy um, process. But I've managed to squeeze Brightside in there as well. Uh, so we've now got um, Edinburgh Airport, the badging system. It's uh, the largest LED wall in Europe. So it's uh, something like 85 meters long, which is 17 times HD. And each section of it is then controlled by a Brightside player. So it's all linked up, it's all synchronized, and it's, look it up on our uh, case studies, it's absolutely beautiful. And I'm really actually quite pleased about that one because of the longevity and how I was involved from the beginning. All right, I have to ask the second part to this because you, you kind of went down the road of the badge. You obviously hand in hand in both. So are you a form versus function person or are you kind of liking the whole you know, a lot of these airports are getting really slick. There is dancing clocks. There's transformative, you know, uh, displays that are they're moving and, and turning depending on the amount of traffic and, uh, you know, different artwork that comes up at different times of the day or the seasons. But here you are, you know, how is that connecting back to your badging and queuing? And how do you kind of make that all one fun experience? I, I tell you what, what really gets me every time, and I've been using this term, forever is content is king so the application is fantastic and there's lots of applications out there but you, they fail at the content side of it and you, you can get a little bit underwhelmed and then some things just completely blow your mind um, i've been following a couple of guys on uh, on linkedin recently where they've had this 3d animation of like a lion jumping out i don't know if you've seen it but as yep. soon as i saw that i was in contact with a guy and saying this is amazing uh, could you do this with bright and it was, you know, it's those kind of things that you have to stitch all the ecosystem together. I mean, we're a great enabler of digital signage, but you've got to kind of bring in that entire ecosystem, whether that is a video wall or a processor, to make things work. Um, but yeah, what gets me excited, I guess, is, is content, really. Content is king, right? And that that is something that gets said industry-wide uh, and marketing-wide a lot. But I, I would have to jump in here and just say that, you know, it's a, you're in a fortunate position as BrightSign, as I think the first um, true 4K media player 
um, manufacturer as well um, to be able to say content is king because of course you make all content look good um, but I would argue as an AV provider um, through the Midrich group that you know need to make sure that you've got a very nice swanky and high resolution canvas to show that content on as best as possible <laughs> as well so <laughs> um, but well, hey that's the ecosystem Jen that's what I'm exactly. talking about <laughs> exactly but no uh, the content is king plus the screen, plus the player, plus the cabling and so on. Um, now, we are going to do something this week that we would have liked to have done last month, but um, our guest was unable to join us, which was a great way to prove to everybody that we are live. Um, this week, our guest has successfully joined us. So you now know that we weren't lying and we are going to have special guests join us on these shows. Um, but we're also going to be really honest with you. So uh, we don't want to be bringing in our guests and you having a subliminal pitch in the background. We're going to be really upfront and tell you, you are about to get a five minute sales pitch, but it's going to be a little bit different. Chris. I'm going to make Paul probably the most uncomfortable person in AV at this very moment. Have you been to New York? I'm just trying to think me in a lift with you. That's making me uncomfortable already. <laughs> I was just about to say, because it's going to be mean you going to the top of the Empire State Building to take oh, okay. a selfie, maybe. I okay. don't know. An oh, oh, selfie at the top of the Empire State Building. So we're going to give you five minutes. We're going to be in a hot uh, uh, elevator. Uh, I'm feeling uncomfortable, I, you know, but I'm standing next to you, and I want to hear, tell me how or why I should pay attention to digital signs. More importantly, why is BrightSign, uh, you know, the key player or the big player in that space. And uh, we got about five minutes till we get to the 100th floor. Two things are going to happen, Paul. Either you're, either I'm going to throw you out or I'm just going to try to exit out and jump out myself. So you got five minutes. Let's make this happen. Ready? Can I do a ding? Can I, can I do the, the, the elevator doors closing? Absolutely. And five, four, three, two, let's boogie. Hey man, what's up? Tell so me. I just, uh, I just come from one of my um, conferences. So um, I work for one of the leading manufacturers of digital signage players. Uh, we're just based out of California, actually. Mm -hmm. um, you, you probably not heard of us, but let me explain a little bit what we do, and uh, hopefully you can get a gist of it. So for, for many, many years, we've been turning the the analog information world into the digital world. Let me explain that a little bit more. You you look like uh, you know the kind of guy that likes a burger. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, maybe no, one you know, I, I just, I just kind of thought that. Yeah. So when you go into your your, your quick serve restaurant these days, um, you'll notice that a lot of the stuff is now digital. In fact, most small cafes and coffee houses are also digital. So you can see the latest choice. Things are going to change on a day to day basis. They're going to give you a special offer, and in some cases, you can use a touch screen to actually make your choice. Like it's made that. your life simple, right? Yeah, absolutely. So that is enabled by digital signage, and a lot of that quick serve restaurant is actually done by BrightSign. Hmm. Interesting. So, is, you're, so, you, so you're the guy that's making me, the vinyl guy, into the, the 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 MP4 kind of person. This is awesome. Tell me more because I need a new TV. Yeah, that's fine. Well, I think the other thing is is the is the airport experience. We all go on holiday. We all travel a lot, right? Yes. Most of you go into an airport these days, you know, it's a daunting experience. We don't like it until we're at the bar having a beer. We're kind of in a nervous situation. Like so the beer. first thing you do is you're looking around, you're checking the notice boards for when your flight's going to leave. Mm -hmm. This is another form of digital signage. It's instant information. And that's what BrightSign deliver. You know, we have a cloud-based system which gives you instant access to information. 
Once you're passed into the checkout or we go through, you're into duty free. There can be some advertising about the latest aftershave or whatever you want to buy. And a lot of this can be interactive as well. It could be lift and learn and it's showing your product. So that's what we do. We bring you all this information without you even kind of having to do anything. We make things really, really simple and it makes you buy more stuff. It makes you more educated and more informed. Nice. I'm going to go buy a uh, I Love New York shirt based on the little screen that's in front of me right here. That's awesome. <laughs> it works. It works. It works. It works. And I don't even think that was five minutes, right? You want to buy no, it? No, no. You sold me. I mean, listen, by the time we get up there to that 100th floor, you know, may, maybe we'll exchange some business cards. This was a fascinating conversation. Uh, I'm supposed to get brought back in to go ding dong. You're not supposed to finish before the five minutes. I've like missed my moment. It's <laughs> okay. Whilst I was exited and stuck in the green room by producer Ben and producer Rachel, I've been actually rehearsing my different ding dong, ding dongs, and I didn't get a chance to do it. So I'm gutted. Jenny, how, what would you rate Paul's uh, uh, elevator pitch to me, the unknowing New Yorker sitting in an elevator with him? I think I think that was a, a pretty good one, a pretty good, pretty slick and pretty quick. Um, you did mention, I'll give you points for mentioning coffee houses because we don't have enough of those in New York. You talk about travel. Uh, that was great. It's, it's so easy to get around New York City right now. Um, uh, you talked about the airport because Newark Airport is definitely the armpit of America when it comes to the, uh, the top airports in the country. I just I hate going to Newark. I hate going. But if you have the choice, right? Uh, I would take Newark over the other two New York airports just based on uh, a distance and stuff. <laughs> but we definitely need some better tech, and that's a good place to put uh, Brightside players and Brightside digital signage stuff. So, folks, if you are looking, this is the gentleman you want to speak to because he talked about bright menu, bright voice, but this is the bright guy. He knows his so stuff. People do want to speak to Paul, actually, and I'd encourage if we've got any other questions, um, please do pop them in the comments and they'll be they'll be presented to us on the show. But the first one I've got, Paul, I think you referred to but didn't necessarily drill into earlier, Bright Voice. So we've had a question about what Bright Voice is. Maybe you could tell us. Okay, so um, I, I'm not sure if I can mention brands, but I think I need to in this instance because um, uh, a couple of years ago, um, Jeff was involved with Amazon with uh, with Alexa. Um, and they had a problem that we needed to solve is that they needed to be able to demonstrate Alexa in a store, but they didn't necessarily want it to put it live on the internet because all kind of stuff is going to go wrong. So Jeff kind of come up with the idea is that we could contain Alexa inside a BrightSign player, and then we could add some microphones and you could talk to it and you could ask various questions. I mean, the obvious ones are, you know, which we didn't really want to use is what's the weather like and things like that, because that would be a bit of a dumb thing to do in a canned demo. But we had some um, some hue light bulbs and we had some other things so you could go in and you could say, uh, hey, Alexa, turn on the light bulb and it would come on. Or you would say, turn it purple. Or blue. <laughs> and it was all kind of contained. But it, what it was supposed to do is give the person in the store that couple of minute demo to say, I know what it does. I'm comfortable with using this device. I'm going to take it away. But because we had put everything inside an offline experience, it was a safe thing to deploy. Um, and this went literally everywhere. So I see this as a really big thing in the future. We've done a couple of other deployments since then in store. Um, but yeah, if we, you can come up with some scenarios of where, where actually I can think of every digital signage system that I've ever sold could now be voice. Yeah. This is very interesting because there is a whole, we can have a whole show, Jenny. We can bring a couple heavy hitters um, on voice this control. Yeah. on voice control. And we can have uh, Paul come in and represent the digital signage side of the business because 
there's a lot of people that just don't want to allow or just because for for certain reason let's not get the let's not stir the privacy and security people all you know in, in a fluster but you know there, there's a thing there's the stigma against the voice and i think a lot of it has to do with similar kind of what you were saying there uh, paul which is you know there is voice and then there's voice assistant and voice digital assistant connected to the internet and i think once we can separate those in the conversation i think people can finally get to the point where they're going to be you know comfortable with allowing a product and we're just using alexa because it's a very popular thing but a voice activated uh control setup especially in a no-touch world which is obviously something that we're talking about here so that is super interesting to hear that that is actually being deployed in public in a commercial environment you, sir, are winning me over. Exactly. So I know you, you guys want to wrap it up, but aside from the Bright menu, which I mentioned, plus Bright Voice, mm -hmm. the Bright Link sits in between all of those products, which means that, you know, touchscreens have become a little bit of a, a backseat right now. They will come back 100%. But in mm -hmm. the meantime, using a QR code, we can now take control of the application on the touchscreen and move it to your own device. Uh, so the experience stays exactly the same, but it just means that those applications don't become redundant. Or if you are thinking of deploying a touchscreen, you can continue to do it. And then when it's all safe, we can then take the QR code label off and you can go ahead and do that. Or you can have both. You know, we're, we're kind of in between there right now. I just wanted to, to get that in as well. Sorry. I love that. I think that um, it's that is something that resonates across all vertical markets as well. I know we're focused on retail at the moment and giving people that choice to touch, not touch the communal touch point. Um, we've all become experts in using our own personal devices. So the whole QR code and moving that touch interface onto your device lends itself really well to the worldwide new skill set that we've found. Um, but it's about choice and it's about not compromising on your buying decisions right now because what you wanted pre-pandemic, you're probably still gonna want post-pandemic. So let's not change everything because of what we hope is a short-term situation. And uh, it sounds like what BrightSign are doing, which is great for, for the channel and the user experience, is giving us that choice and giving us that transition period really easily without costing us extra, um, which, is, which is fantastic. So thank you so much, Paul, for joining us. Is that my time up? Oh. I think so. Yeah, we, we've got to we've got to get a competition winner, and then we've got to plug a new competition. Um, but if anybody does uh, want to raise any questions with Paul or connect with Paul, Paul, how best should they get in touch with you? So they can get me on email, which is paulcorsbysmith at brightsign.biz, or you can get me on LinkedIn, or you can get me through any of the Midwich guys, and they all know who I am. Fantastic. Is it Nike or Nike, there, Paul? What's your, what's your decision? We haven't heard your. Well, I, I I know it's Nike. <laughs> Thank you very much. Let me the decider of that. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you coming by, Jenny. You have some cool friends and people that are very knowledgeable, especially in that cool data science part of this retail side, which I am super intrigued about. Thank you again, sir, for for coming by and uh, spending some time with us and educating us on the wonderful thing of. Uh, the wonderful world of digital signage and especially bright sign. That was a pretty, pretty cool guest. Thank you for uh, for for that uh, that hook up there, Jenny. That that came from you. That was that's pretty solid. He knows his stuff, and it's paid off. So I think uh, I think I'll be okay. Nobody uh, <laughs> nobody said anything bad, so they might let me recommend a guest for another show in the future. Absolutely, um, we should I start taking a poll about who the people want to see on this show and who we can put on the hot seat and give them an elevator pitch. I, and, I would love that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Anyone, um, you know, on on the platform right now or like 
later on. Please let us know who you want to hear from um, and we'll we'll happily invite them to, to join us in line with our themes for um, each monthly show. But we would, we would love some inspiration on who you guys would like us to feature as a guest. But probably why so many people are here. Um, let's uh, say who won the competition from last time. So it was a 200 pound dollar euro, whichever currency um, within reason uh, <laughs> for your location, Amazon voucher. And I believe Chris, you have the name of the winner. Yes, I do. The name of the winner is Mr. Gabe Maronta of Zoom Video. Wow, from Zoom. Check this out. Hey, if anybody out there knows Gabe, please uh, let him know via the socials that he's won. He doesn't have to be present to win, but put a little fear in him. Make him uh, make him comment. Make him uh, go out there and, and say or let him know that he's won. If he tagged Midwich Live, that would be great. So Gabe Morota is the winner of last episode's uh, big question. And now we have a question coming up for the next episode. You're going to go ahead and we're going to give you the question. You can find the answer and you go to the website and put that on. But it's competition time. So here is the competition from the Nike uh, theme that we ran today doing retail. So today's question is, what year did Tiger Woods win his first Masters tournament? Obviously, this is something that is uh, near and dear to producer Ben's heart. Um, I'm not a golf person. I'm not allowed to golf. I was on a golf course once, and they said, never come back again. Um, listen, I, <laughs> I thought we can go anywhere with those little carts, but I guess you can't. So um, we will allow producer Ben to tell us about golfing. Uh, outings and stuff like that. But please enter at midwitch.com backslash MLCComp2. That is the website. That's where you go. You answer the question. Google it. Find out if you're not uh, you know, a golf person. Add that in. Put your name into the drawing. Next episode, we will announce the new winner. This week, uh, excuse me, this episode, we have already said Gabe Morota is the winner from the previous one. We're looking for more people to interact. Jenny, did I do that all right? Did I get all that information? I think, so. <laughs> I think we're, we're fortunate enough that producer Ben and producer Rachel type it underneath us, I believe. So um, if, if we say it wrong, if in doubt, read what they write, because that's definitely right. But hey, we have got um, one, one final little treat for you. So Absolutely. we're going to attempt to stream mm -hmm. some video uh, from within our, our platform that we use here for Midwich Live. So fingers crossed. Um, bandwidth permitting that everyone gets a good experience. But here is a teaser video for something that we're very excited about. We are well, finally, finally able to, within um, the COVID restrictions and social distancing guidelines, open our new experience center at Innovation House in Bracknell in the UK. Um, and I think you, you might get to see our little teaser video now. World premiere.
Now that's an exclusive. World that was exciting. Eviction House music video. This is awesome. It's, I, and listen, I wish I had Innovation House closer to me, but this is for the people, by the people. These are, you know, AV people, and Jenny had a massive part in the design of the space and how it looks and getting all the parts and pieces. They didn't say that. They haven't said it. Like she just had a, an okay vote, maybe, but uh, <laughs> all the cool tech that's in there has a, uh, a connection back to everybody and what everybody needs to see uh, from the LED walls right down to the UC, uh, you know, uh, bits and pieces that are in there as well. There's a little bit of everything for everyone. I'm excited. I'm, I'm hoping uh, that uh, this is going to be the next big thing out in the UK. So this would be great. I can't wait. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so great to finally be able to open it. I mean, for, for anyone who's sort of followed the journey, um, we we were installing or we're having our structural build done uh, the week that the UK went into lockdown. Um, that, that was when it was initially planned for. And, and because the team that we're helping is with the structural build had actually recently visited Dubai to set up for a show. They had to postpone because of the quarantine requirements. And it really has just been a stop, start, stop, start. But what it has meant is that, um, not by choice, uh, but it has ended up that we, we've completely installed this space, uh, the technology in this space entirely ourselves. So we, we're really proud actually um, as a group of what we've created. We've partnered with over 50 of our leading and innovative vendors to create this space. Uh, we're accurately representing tech in over 10 applications or vertical markets. So you can bring any uh, channel partner to this space and they will see the technology in context. And we've made sure that we're able to also, um, you know, feed feed the, uh, the the tech guys with with real good in-depth looks at how we've created certain things and, and, and have a real hands-on play with everything. I believe it's also the only place, certainly in the UK, I'm not sure about the world, but um, where you can compare LED technology and brands. And that includes, uh, we've got a specific viewing position at the Experience Center where you can look across uh, four different brands of LED wall and compare uh, pixel pitch and micro LED versus mini LED as well. So really, really exciting. Um, I think we now are supposed to talk about the next show. We will talk about the next show, but really quick, I want to thank everybody who has been making, you know, the putting in the comments and everything along all of the social. We, we know you're watching. Thank you, everybody on LinkedIn, YouTube, uh, Facebook, um, uh, Twitter, and all those things. Uh, Chris Smith with 1997 kind of dropping the, the the hint. I don't know if that's true or not, if, if that's the Tiger Woods thing, but if it's not, it's a good swerve. Uh, you have to get the answer right would be the the the, the only caveat to the to things. Thank you, Chris, for, for being a part of this. And Will Matthews and uh, Lloyd Platt and Lori Moss and Hannah. Thank you all for, for, for dropping in the comments in the comment section. We are paying attention. We are watching you. We are though, engulfed in our own conversation. So being able to go back and forth and see what the socials is uh, are saying is great because that's how we get everybody involved. But uh, let's, uh, let's talk about the last thing that I want to talk about is the next show, which is scheduled to be aired on um, Friday, May 28th at 3 p.m. British summer time. And uh, we're going to be talking about the hybrid workforce supporting our technology needs to ensure safe and productive home office setup. This is a is a fun topic, and I'm excited to talk about that because uh, I may know a little bit about home office setup in this weird kind of setup that I'm in right now. Jenny, what are your thoughts on the on the upcoming show before we close out? 
Well, I'm learning, aren't I now on the, the home office? So um, yeah, I, I, I found when I had a smaller home office, it was actually quite a lot easier. Um, but filling this space, I'm learning all sorts of stuff. And I've had a lot of fun learning about how sound behaves on flat surfaces and so on. And uh, I've had to use acoustic treatment. So it's such a relevant topic. But um, we can't tell you now, but I can tease that we've got an excellent uh, guest joining us and a really cool competition um, for the next one. And I think that hybrid workforce topic, goodness, how relevant is that right now? I have some really strong opinions. Um, and actually, in many of our group companies, we are currently living this ourselves of, of what technology to invest in, whilst we really just don't know for sure how people are going to work uh, longer term and how many people will and won't want to come back to, to the office. So um, really exciting show to come. And I think it is time for us to wrap up, which might make us only two minutes late this time. No, we'll be fine. Jenny, where can we get more information? Uh, the audience needs to connect. Where can they find out more information from about you? So you can find me on LinkedIn or you can tweet me at Midwich Jenny um, or you can email me if you would like to jenny.hicks at midwich.com. And if you're unsure of Midwich in your territory, wherever in the world you are, you can also come and ask me and I can point you in the right direction to your local Midwich company. Sounds great. I'm going to uh, wrap up this meeting with my contact information is very simple. I'm Chris Neto on most of the platforms. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Twitter, especially uh, YouTube at, on occasions. But uh, LinkedIn is probably the, the best place, Christopher Neto, CTS. If you do your searches, you'll find me there, uh, Chris underscore Neto on Twitter. Uh, if you're looking for uh, distribution in the US, they're not biz. That's part of the Midwich Group. We are the company that represents uh, that here in the in the U.S. Well, I'm in the U.S. Depending on where you are. Uh, again, Jenny will have all the information as far as what group and what uh, who can help you locally uh, for your local representation. So please check out all the fabulous uh, sites, products, and groups. I'd like to thank Brightsign again for coming by. Paul, thank you so much. I know that he stuck around because I've seen a couple messages pop up. Thank you so much for your comments. Yes, you are invited back if Jenny allows it. Um, you, you have to be nice to her. Uh, so that's the message I got back from Jenny. Please be nice to her. Outside of that, thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening. Today has been a fun show. This has been Midwitch Live. Use the hashtag, hashtag Midwitch Live. You'll get us, you'll get producer Ben, you get producer Rachel, you get everybody watching. Thank you so much for, for spending some time with us on a Friday. And we look forward to the next show. I'll see you on the next one.